The Mean Gene Show on iHeartRadio. You can also listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Mean Gene Show airs weekly on iHeartRadio with guest professional athletes, national sports writers, and much more. We discuss the latest in the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Mean Gene Show, streaming live here on Podbean.com. It is a Wednesday morning. January 10th, 2024, and I am your host, Mean Gene Sports Machine. Hope you are ready for another exciting day of sports talk here on a Wednesday morning. And look here, had a great show yesterday. Want to thank everyone who joined in the chat room, which was quite interesting. It's always fun to have that feedback when you're doing a live show, streaming show, that is. Make you feel important, okay? So that's great stuff. Anyway. Um, the show is brought to you by, and I love saying this because we have supported this organization and vice versa. Okay. The show is brought to you by the score.com download the app and follow your favorite team, favorite sports, get your daily scores and sports updates. Okay. The score.com. This is what, you know, I follow these guys religiously. We have had a couple of their writers on the show. And, uh, man, they, they really put out some great content. And I usually put most of their stuff on, on my social media accounts because they, they're really on it, okay? Now, I know there's other different uh, platforms out there that you follow. But, man, when it comes to just following the games every day, when you want to get your scores, when you want to get breaking news, when you want to get all of that stuff, believe me, the score.com is on it, okay? So, anyway... I want to make sure I put that out there. So uh, don't forget to join me and Dustin Pfeiffer for the Sports King show this Friday as we also stream live here on podbean.com and get you ready for the NFL wildcard weekend. We're going to have our thoughts and opinions and predictions and analysis for this weekend's games. I cannot wait. As a matter of fact, yesterday, it was really tough, okay? I just really wanted to get all in on these games that's going to be happening Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But I'm going to hold it. You know, it's just like a kid on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. You know, all of those gifts are under the tree. And you cannot wait to get under there and open at least one of them. Okay, did you did you do that? Did your parents let you do that? Like if you had a whole bunch of them anyway. Um, so anyway, okay, all right. We're going to have a great show today because uh, – College basketball, man, upsets last night in college basketball. I had a chance to watch at least one of those upsets, but I was shocked to find out that there was another upset. So no no more unbeaten teams in college basketball. So we're going to talk about that. Also, uh, NBA, Eric Spolstra, his pockets are deep right now. Man, this guy, I tell you, one of the most, Underrated coaches in all of the NBA, and, you know, I don't know why, but Eric Spolster, man, his pockets are deep. Boy, big contract extension there with the Miami Heat. We'll talk about that. I talked about this yesterday, Draymond Green, the reinstatement, sort of, you know, just briefly touched on it. We're going to go in a little bit more on it because yesterday I was reading a little bit more on his um, reaction or what he's going to do a little different as far as when he comes back and what what he actually went through with his counseling and all of this stuff. So it's quite interesting. Anyway, we'll talk about that. So I don't know. Are you a Draymond Green fan? Even Draymond Green fans uh, of, of the, the, the Golden State Warriors, I think Warrior fans have even had enough. And I think when they even hinted that he might retire some people may wanted him to do just that but anyway we'll talk about that also uh keeping it in the nba i guess the lakers must have heard my show yesterday i mean i'd like to think that something happened yesterday because i went all in on the lakers yesterday ad drops a season high 41 as the lakers sneak past the raptors believe me they needed every bit of the 41 points 
that AD dropped because they only won, I think it was what, 132 to 131 or something like that. Uh, There was a one-point win, and they needed every bit of those points that AD scored. Uh, Amazing. And, you know, you, you, you just don't get that every night from AD. I mean, I know it's tough to put up, you know, that many points. But, man, um, I didn't even watch it because I, it's just tough to watch Laker games. So, yeah, 131, 132. Uh, yeah, so I'll talk about that here uh, a little bit later. And uh, we'll get over to the NFL Look, you know, we talked about Black Monday. We talked about some of the coaches and GMs and assistant coaches and coordinators that were let go on Monday. And it seems like, man, we thought maybe that would be it. I mean, I did let you know that there were a couple of coaches, high-profile coaches that were still out there that might, you know, be deciding their own fate. And that was Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick because you don't fire them. I don't think you – I think they get – they have the luxury of, especially Bill Belichick, They Bill will decide what he wants to do. And the way it was left yesterday, he's still on the contract. And he did say he was willing to make changes within the organization as far as, you know, player personnel, this, that, and the other. So we should see. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Mike Tomlin, there's a lot of reports coming out of Pittsburgh – on, you know, maybe there's just, you know, 17 seasons. Maybe there's a change of pace. Uh, maybe he wants a change of scenery. So, we're you know, we're, you know. But anyway, uh, so we don't know yet. But, but we didn't see this coming yesterday. And that the Tennessee Titans fired Mike Vrabel. So, we're going to talk about that. Okay. I, uh, wow. That happened. Uh, right after we did the show yesterday. So I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, didn't see that one coming, so we're going to talk about that. Also, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, we haven't talked. Look, I like poking fun at the Cowboys, okay, because, look, you know, they're – look, the Cowboys haven't been relevant in the playoffs or won a Super Bowl since the 90s, okay? So if you are, what, 28, 29 years old or something like that, you know, uh, and you, you were, that's how you are probably, uh, that was the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. That's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, almost a generation. So anyway, um, so we like to poke fun at the Cowboys, even though I am friends with a lot of Dallas Cowboys, ex Dallas Cowboy players, which is fun. Jim Jeffcoat, two time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. We've had him on the sports King show. He's an honorary sports kings, believe it or not. We, he was on the show for a whole year. We did a uh, podcast in, in Dallas at one of the uh, Frankie's downtown, uh, one of my favorite bars, sports bars in Dallas. Jim Jeffcoat was a co-host, and we had so much fun with him. Man, he told us so many stories about the Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, uh, so that's one of my buddies, and we always have fun talking with Jim. So he he was, I think, a member of the last time they won a Super Bowl, I think, uh, in Dallas. But this team looks great. I did pick the Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. Now, I know people laugh at me, and I'm, I'm not a fan of the Cowboys. But look, you know, they're going to get in sooner or later. This team looks pretty good. But anyway, the story we're going to talk about a little bit later is Jerry Jones' Uh, clarifying some comments that he made on Mike McCarthy's future. You know, look, any coach in Dallas, there's no such thing as a contract. You live game by game or year by year. I don't care what type of contract you sign in Dallas. We all know that it's it's game by game. But Mike McCarthy has done, you know, quite well. The Cowboys what, win 12 games this year and then – and win the division. So, I mean, it looks promising. So Jerry made some comments on one of the radio stations in Dallas, so we'll talk about that. But me and you both know that, hey, it's not over. You know, I think McCarthy has another year on his contract, but we know that those the Cowboys are going to have to go deep in the playoffs. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, I will uh, look at some of these other uh, the Super Wild Card weekend. And, you know, I, 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 
I don't have this in my rundown to talk about, but it did something did run across my uh, attention yesterday with the the storylines in the the wild card weekend, and I touched on some of them yesterday. I believe I touched on the Detroit Lions and the Rams and that storyline, you know, and and then I think I saw something on social media yesterday, and and one of my great friends. Uh, uh, Mr. Picks, who and 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 that's Jeff Lambert Senior, who who he's very adamant on rigged games in the NFL, and I and we talk about this a lot, and some of this stuff, you know, look with the poor officiating that we saw this year. Remember, there is a an officiating crew this year that were downgraded. They won't be, you know, part of the officiating crew here in the playoffs, and because of how they mishandled. Some games, but look, we call them storylines, you know, in the media. You, ever, you watch soap opera, well, some, you know, some, some people, you know, I, I, I won't just say women because men watch soap operas too. So, but anyway, soap operas, what, we, we always like the cliffhanger. We always like to go, you know, you can watch soap operas. Some of these soap operas are soap operas. The same stories exist, you know, from years. You, you can turn on soap operas and, and they still talk about the same stuff they were talking about years ago. And it's just drama, 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 drama. So, you know, people cling to that kind of stuff. Well, in the NFL, you got that drama too. But look, storylines, Hollywood, Hollywood, the cliffhangers, all of that stuff. We kind of like that stuff. We like the excitement of it. And then the media, you know, we like to talk about it. We like to hype it up. And I admit, I was pretty hyped yesterday talking about some of these storylines. And especially the the one with Matthew Stafford going back to, to – uh, to Detroit and then Jeff Goff getting to play the Rams. So, but anyway, so I, so there was an article or, or, or a video out there on social media yesterday about rig rigged. Okay. So Tariq Hill goes back to KC and, you know, is that rigged and, and Stafford goes back to, you know, uh, Detroit is that rigged uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland goes to Houston. Is that rigged? So I don't, I don't, no, I look, do I think the NFL, you know, is all is, is entertainment and the drama? Yeah, just like we do with the WWE. I think, you know, the, I think, you know, these when it comes to these matchups, I think they look for the best matchups, just like they look for the schedules. You know, the look, no one wants to see boring games, just like they uh when they change when they flex these games. So anyway, we'll talk about that probably later on in the towards the end of the show. But anyway. Let's jump into what happened in college basketball, because I think this is very interesting. Okay, Nebraska, Nebraska tuck down number one, Purdue. Now, and we're talking about Purdue with that big kid, you know, the Edie guy, big, 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 big guy. All right, so, uh, and this story is according to the Associated Press, Nebraska coach Fred Horberg had a single word to describe the Huskers' biggest win in 40 years, Tuesday's 88-72 upset of number one Purdue. He called it incredible. All right, and this is this is really, this is crazy. I mean, look, Nebraska 13-3, and they're 3-2 and two in the Big Ten, last defeated the number one team 41 years ago. So that had to be incredible, you know, and I think the last time they did it, they beat the top-ranked Missouri team, uh, you know, long time ago. And then the Huskers last win over a number one team in Lincoln, Nebraska was, uh, was back in 62, 1962 over Michigan. So that was crazy. And, um, but man, just crazy, crazy. I mean, Nebraska came out there, they built an 11 point halftime lead and, and basically held Purdue scoreless for the final three and a half minutes of the first half, uh, scoring what 13 unanswered, in uh, a run that began with a pair of three-pointers by uh, 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 Tamanaga and ended with seven straight from Sam Holberg, who was the, the coach's son there. And um, second half of that game, Purdue came out and hit a couple of three-pointers and and sort of cut that lead down to one. Uh, Braden Smith, a uh, real good uh, player there for um, Purdue. But, uh, man, yeah, whew. Tell you what, uh, the fans stormed the floor. 
as as you uh, expected when you when you take down a monster like that. So uh, incredible win. So now Purdue, they're going to host Penn State on Saturday, and then Nebraska, they're going to travel to Iowa on Saturday night. So this was just one of two upsets because, you know, uh, uh, Purdue was number one in the country, unbeaten, okay? And, man, you know, you're always a threat and a tar- you got a target on your back when you when you go play these teams. Look, Nebraska's just not known for basketball, okay? They, they, they're they not, okay? But, look, with a 13-3 and record and 3-2 and in the Big Ten, I mean, that should be, you know, r- respectable, okay? And, look, Zach Eady, you know, he had just two points in the first half, so you had to probably see this coming. So they did something to isolate the big guy because this guy is humongous. All right. Um, so anyway, man, big win there. So you, you you cannot blame them for storming the floor and um, you know, and 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 just being excited about that. So now that was just one upset, okay. Iowa State, now this is a game that I did watch. Iowa State beat Houston, the Cougars, ending their last perfect season bid. Okay, so they knocked off the nation's final unbeaten team on Tuesday night and delivered a message in the process. So Tim and Lipsy scored 14 points. Freshman Milan Momsolovic. Made a baseline jumper with 30.2 seconds left, and Iowa State beat number two, Houston, 57-53. So, I, I, you know, I mean, they really just jumped all over this, okay? That, I mean, this they came out and just really jumped all over Houston in this game. And so, I mean, they never – they from wire to wire, okay? Uh, and, and that's just the way it started, okay? So, they uh, Iowa State secured its seventh win against a top 10 opponent in the last two seasons, most in Division One. So Houston now 14-1, and 1-1, had the nation's best 12-game road winning streak snapped in the program's first Big 12 road contest. So this was, this was, this was interesting. This was, a, you know, I mean, and, and, and the Cougars really looked like they were going to, you just felt like they were going to, to get in there and, 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 and get it done. You just, you, you just, you know, you, you just, they, but they, they, they couldn't. So Emmanuel Sharp scored 20 points, reaching the mark for the fourth time this season for Houston. Shad uh, added 14 points, becoming the 51st player in the program history to score a thousand points. So they really had some highlight moments there. Cryer, uh, who used to play with Baylor now uh, is playing in his hometown, uh, averaging a team high, uh, 17.1 points. Man, he was uh, didn't score nothing in the first half and only finished with five points. So, you know, they, they just basically shut him down. But like I said, Iowa came out there and scored the opening 14 points of the game because Houston had missed their five shots and had four turnovers. So when you come out there and get a start like that, you know, I mean, that just really opened it up and, and, and good coaching on Iowa State's part because they – you know, they just knew they had to come out there and 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 really get it done, okay. And as as far as uh, uh, Coach uh, Kevin Sampson said, hey, you know, um, it was it was it was all Iowa State. You know, they they just they they it, you know they had that it it factor and they they were ready to play. You know, you come out there and and th- th- that hot start. The atmosphere and everything, you know, they didn't storm the court. I thought they would. I thought they would. I guess I could understand, you know, they were they were not number one, but they were unbeaten. You know, um, they didn't storm the court like they did in in the Nebraska uh, Purdue game, but nevertheless, man, a great game there. So, uh, what's next? The Houston team Cougars will visit TCU on Saturday. And Iowa State is going to host Oklahoma State on Saturday. So now this is going to be interesting because the top 25 AP poll is certainly going to change. You got to know that that's going to happen, okay? Because going into starting uh, the week there as of Monday, Purdue was number one. 
And Houston was number two, Kansas number three, UConn number four. Got a chance to see. Well, UConn is the defending NC2A champion, so, man, they still look good. And Tennessee's number five, Kentucky number six. They win last night. North Carolina number seven. Arizona number eight. Arizona looks good, too. Oklahoma number nine. Number 10, Illinois, they look good. Marquette, number 11, Duke there, uh, they look good. Uh, Memphis, uh, led by Penny Hardaway, and uh, the coach there, by the way, and Baylor. I mean, so you just got some of the – and San Diego State, you know, that team that played UConn in the championship game. So, you know, I had a chance to to cover both of those teams there. I was at the Final Four and the championship game between UConn and – San Diego State, but man, yeah. So it's it, it's 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 looking like it's going to be another great NC two A college basketball season. So I know a lot of people don't really follow college basketball this early, and a lot of folks really won't follow it because look, this is almost mid January. Most people don't really follow college basketball until it gets into the conference tournaments, which you know that's not we're probably a month away from that. Okay, because right now it's just a bunch of conference uh, matchups there right now. Conference play is what you're you're getting uh, now. The conference tournaments won't start until the end of February. Okay, so we're still a month away, uh, maybe a little bit over a month away from that. So a lot, a lot, still a lot more college basketball. But it is good to see these teams. It's the regular suspects there. Gonzaga, not used to seeing them so. Uh, low in the polls right now. They're number 23. Remember, Gonzaga has turned out a lot of players into the NBA, uh, you know, over the last couple of years. You know, they still, you know, Mark Free still has uh, a competitive team there. Utah State, how about that? 14-1. and one. You know, uh, a team that's not usually ranked. Creighton is still good there. Florida Atlantic, I don't know if you've watched them. They have played great uh, basketball. Auburn is playing great. Basketball, they ranked number 16, BYU. BYU football team and basketball team. Just a great, great school for sports up there. So it's going to be interesting to see. So the, the, uh, Texas, number 25 there. They round out the top 25. Clemson, number 21. And Colorado State, number 17. So this is interesting. But just keep an eye on the top 10 there because those are the usual suspect. Purdue, Houston, Kansas. I mean, Bill Self always has a competitive team. He turned out a couple of players into the NBA last year and still <laughs> has his team ranked in the top five. Go figure that, right? UConn, I mean, just look at this. Uh, Hurley uh, still getting it done. Tennessee, just incredible stuff here. So anyway, we will continue to follow college basketball. But man, just a great night in college basketball if you were Watching it last night. I mean, I was. I, it was a good thing I was watching it last night. So, okay. All right. Uh, let's get over into the NBA because I tell you what, um, talking about getting paid here, Eric Spolstra, the Miami Heat signed longtime head coach Eric Spolstra to a long-term contract extension. The team announced this on Tuesday according to Ira Winderman of the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Okay. Spolster and the Heat agreed to an eight-year deal worth more than $120 million. And this is what they told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. It's the most committed coaching money in NBA history, surpassing the amount Monty Williams received from the Detroit Pistons last summer. So, you know, we talked about Monty Williams Yes, Monty Williams got a lot of money for coaching that Detroit Pistons team. That's a whole nother show, a whole nother topic. They look, we don't we don't even want to get started. If if you, you're probably thinking he should give some of that money back, right? <laughs> but we're not we're not going to go there. But anyway, uh, Eric Spolstra is in his final year of of uh, his uh, contract, I, I think. So anyway. The uh, he's he's what fifty three years old, uh, and he's in his sixteenth season there in Miami, uh, only behind Greg Popovich as the longest 
uh, tenured coaches there in the in the association. Okay, so look, this guy has a record of seven twenty five and and five oh six. No one saw that coming. I remember when Eric Sposer was hired. Everyone was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And remember, he took over for a Pat Riley. Okay, so look, imagine, just think back 16 years ago, you know, to like Pat Riley and then Eric Spolster. Who the hell was Eric Spolster, right? And uh, and that was, we're talking about 2008, 2009. That's when Eric Spolster came on the scene. So since Spolster has been on the scene, he has led the Heat to six NBA final appearances, okay, including the back-to-back titles he won in 2012 and 2013, all right? So he sets number five on the NBA's all-time list for playoff wins. Get that? After guiding Miami to another championship series last season. So, man, this guy, and remember, remember, he was named one of the 15 greatest coaches in NBA league history, which – a lot of people thought it was a shock and a surprise. And it shouldn't be in the body. And I just told you why. And that in, in his 16 years, you find a coach that has accomplished what Eric Spolster has accomplished in his 16 years. Don't be confused and caught up because you didn't know who the hell he was when he first started. Okay. I just gave you his resume. All right, let me do it again. All right, 16th season, okay, 725 wins, 506 losses, okay, six NBA final appearances, including back-to-back championships there, 2012 and 2013, fifth on the NBA's all-time list of playoff wins, including the uh, championship series last year remember that so and this is why he was named one of the 15 greatest coaches in league history and i know a lot of people was like huh okay so and yeah when he replaced pat riley people was like who the hell is he well i'll tell you who he was okay well he look he had been with the organization since 1995 he had he he was there way before pat riley even got there pat riley Pat Riley, uh, so he took over for Pat Riley in 2008, 2009. He had been with the organization since 95. He was a video coordinator. <laughs> okay. I think Jeff Van Gundy did the same thing. So just imagine, okay, just look, don't underestimate people for the work and the title that they have. Because you, you look, just imagine just watching video. Man, just watching video. You're just sitting somewhere watching video, looking at players and and learning things about the game and this, that, and the other. Man, it paid off. So anyway, he's a rich man in Miami right now, Eric Spolster. And uh, he can't look, he's going to be there for a while. He's only 53 years old. What Popovich is, I don't know how great Popovich is, but I know he's, he's pretty old. So uh, who knows? Spolster could be there for another well, hell, we know he's going to be there for eight years, right? Okay. So that puts him at 61. He still looks young. You know, he, he still looks pretty sharp. I don't know if, if he's putting anything in his hair to make him look, you know, young. But I don't see any gray. He's got that slick black hair like Pat Riley used to have, remember? So, uh, yeah, Spolster, Spolster, man, he's going to be there for a while. I, I could see. He's going to be there for a long time. So, man, $120 million. I, I am more than uh, excited and uh, happy for Eric Spolster. So, look, there's no hate here, even though um, I may not be a Miami Heat fan, but I'm not going all in on uh, – I'm not going to go all in on uh, on Spolster. But anyway, hey, good, good, good contract there. So – all right, yesterday, I briefly uh, – I'm going through these topics today, man. I, should I slow it down? I think I'm spending an equal amount of time. I know what it is. When I get to the NFL, that's where I usually kind of slow it down. Uh, but yesterday, I talked about Draymond Green and how 
the um, the NBA did reinstate Draymond Green. Okay, so he he rejoined the Warriors um, Sunday for a walkthrough, and then he sat on the bench after they lost to to uh, Toronto. So it still ain't clear uh, when he's going to return to game action. But uh, head coach uh, Steve Kerr said he he's going to need to do some scrimmaging and and all of that stuff. So, um, but he he served his second suspension this season. This time we know why. You know it was for hitting Phoenix Center use of uh in the face on December twelfth, and previously he had served a five game suspension in November for that chokehold uh, he put on Minnesota's Rudy Gobert. So, uh, and then last season, you, you remember during training camp, he he took a leave of absence from the team now. And this is what, uh, at the time, the Golden State Warriors said it was a mutual decision, okay, um, when he had punched uh, Jordan Poole in the face. All right, so, uh, but the NBA announced Saturday that uh, Draymond Green's uh, indefinite suspension was over, saying that he had demonstrated his commitment to conforming his conduct to standards expected of NBA players during the penalty that began on December 14th. They said Green has met with a counselor, as well as having multiple joint meetings with representatives of the league. Okay. And the Warriors and the NBA Players Association. All right. So, um, and this is what, the, and this is what the NBA is saying. Okay. So, um, but now this is what Draymond Green is saying. Draymond Green is vowing a commitment to playing without antics that have plagued him on the court throughout his career, working over the past month on ways to control his emotions and not let his, uh, okay, let me get this right, and not let hostility take over. Um, Now, he's saying that he still plans to compete on the edge and isn't promising he will be perfect during this process. So, um, and, 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 and here's, this is coming from Draymond Green. Antics isn't something that got me here. And so when I look back on these situations, it's like, can you remove the antics? I'm very confident I can remove the antics. And I'm very confident that if I do remove the antics, no one's worried about how I play the game of basketball. Nobody's worried about how I carry myself in the game of basketball, but it's the antics. So that's my focus. All right. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about this. I mean, it's, I guess it's a wait and see. It's it's a wait and see. Um, I'm still shocked that the NBA decided to look. I mean, we were not privy to what took place during these counseling sessions, these meetings, these discussions with the Players Association, the Golden State Warriors, the NBA. Uh, we're only going or at least I'm only going by history because we've seen what led up to all of this and how poorly it was handled, you know, from the Jordan Poole uh, issue to the Rudy Gobert and, and even the latest thing. So, you know, when I think when we saw an indefinite suspension, you know, many of us thought perhaps this would go way beyond the NBA All-Star game. You know, and you just really get a chance. I mean, this was a quick turnaround. It's been less than a month. You know, today is the 10th of January. So uh, the thing with Rudy Gobert happened on, uh, not Rudy, uh, Yusuf Nurkic happened on December 12th. So it's less than a month. So, I mean, that's a lot of, you know, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, time would tell. And, and and even in his own statements, you know, one would have to be concerned that, 
you know, he, he says he still plans to compete on the edge and isn't promising he will be perfect during the process. So, you know, technical fouls and this, that, and the other, you know, I mean, so what is, you know, how are officials going to, players are going to test him. Officials are going to test him. You know, he's going to get calls that's not going to go his way. Players definitely are going to test him. And we should see. Big men are going to test him. Ebos are going to be swung. You know, bodies are going to be. I mean, look here. We should see how this goes. We should see how this goes. And, I mean, we can only hope that, you know, things work out. And the, the antics. Now, the antics. Okay, we we should see. Sometimes it it hasn't always been about the antics, okay. And, and yeah, the 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 antics with Rudy Gobert and and I mean, is that an antic knocking the hell out of your your player like what he did with Jordan Poole? I don't I don't know if that was an antic right there. Uh, the 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 thing with Nurtic, you know, antics. I I can see some of this stuff, so we should see though. But anyway, uh. I am not on board with this. I think, I think this this was just. I, I think this was an attempt to, you know, improve ratings from the NBA standpoint. The Golden State Warriors, who have just been really, really poor when it came to managing this, you know, Steve Kerr, who sometimes seems to talk out of both sides of his mouth, and you know, uh, I, I just think they have mishandled this so. If Draymond Green does something else, then what? Then what? What the hell happens next? What do you do now? I mean, what do you do? What do you do now? You said that he has undergone everything that you needed him to do. You have reinstated him. What do you do now? Do you... the, the only thing, if Draymond Green, and I'm not wishing, hoping, or anything. I'm, I hope that everything goes well with Draymond Green. But if something else happens, the only thing left for you to do is to ban him for life. I'm just saying. Because what else have you done? What else What else can be done? So we should see. We, we should see. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that, you know, that things work out, but history is not on his side. I can tell you that much. And this was a quick turnaround. And look, you know, I had a discussion with a friend about John Morant and Draymond Green. So John Morant gets 25 games for not really breaking the law or doing, you know, what he did was wasn't even on the court. But I understand it was a bad look for the league. But I don't know if what Draymond Green did, is that not a bad look for the league, you know, too? I mean, I understand the gun thing, you know, which owning a gun is not illegal. Uh, and I still yet uh, have, the, you know, I, I don't see what John Morant did that was illegal, right? He didn't shoot anybody. He didn't shoot himself. He didn't. You know, point the gun at anybody. Okay. Anyway, but 25 games, that was okay. But Draymond Green is back. Draymond Green is is back. So a little favoritism there, I don't know. So anyway, so we should see. All right. uh, So moving right along, let's get into the NFL. All right. So how dare the NFL and the Tennessee Titans uh, try to show me up yesterday because I thought we had put a close on coaching firings. Not, not uh, with the exception because look, we said Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick are not going to be fired. Okay, those two coaches will decide their own fate. We know that, right? But what happened yesterday after I did the show <laughs> was. I think I got in my car and I, I went uh, to the store. And the first thing I hear on Sirius XM was that the Tennessee Titans fired head coach Mike Vrabel. All right. So, um, and I'm going to read exactly what 
I'm looking at in front of my face here. It says, earlier today, I spoke with Mike Frabrell and told him about my decision to make a change at head coach. And this is the owner, Amy Adams Strunk. As I told Coach Frabrell, this decision was a was as difficult as any I've made as controlling owner. I appreciate Mike's contributions to the Tennessee Titans, both on and off the field. Anyone who has ever met him knows how passionate and genuine he is, and he's been a strong supporter of the Nashville community. Uh, Adam stated that the team did consider trading Vrabel, but ultimately decided to just move forward with firing him to speed up the process of his departure. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I tell you what, I don't know what you have done, Tennessee, but I think this is really, really, it comes as a shock. So Mike Vrabel has been a victim of Tennessee quarterback problems. I don't know how much of these are his own doing because the, remember when he got there, he inherited Marcus Mariota and he, he somehow he brings in Tannehill. So he moves on from Tannehill to, uh, I guess, Will Levis or, or Malik Willis. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but let's remember that they also traded AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. And so I, I don't know. I don't know who's calling the shots or what. And, um, and then let's remember also that, uh, Derek Henry, who just gave a speech the other day to, I mean, it's Tennessee, it's Tennessee cleaning house. Uh, Derrick Henry did a, a, a gave a speech to the Tennessee fans the other day, thanking them for his tenure there. So I, I don't know what's going on with Tennessee, but we're talking about a team that uh, Tennessee was almost a number one seed at uh, at one time in the AFC. You know, they haven't been the same since the Cincinnati Bengals went there and beat them <laughs> and. In, in, a, in, a, in a playoff game. And that was that same game where Joe Burrow had got sacked like, what, nine times, and they still beat Tennessee. So I don't know. I do not know. But we didn't, we didn't see this coming. Um, they started the season 7-3 and three in 2022, and then they lost seven straight. Um, and, you know, and, and so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I uh, this one is is kind of this this one is kind of crazy. So according to uh, Derrick Henry, uh, he was shocked. Okay, uh, he said that uh, Vrabel was a leader of men, uh, that he was a great coach and teacher, and no, he's going to get another opportunity right away. You damn right, he's going to get another opportunity right away because now, uh, if you just if you're the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, well, there's a couple of different teams out there, but look, we all know the Chargers is probably the most exciting job out there when you when you look at the roster and what the Chargers have. And I would think the Chargers are probably going to have to make a move quick. If you want to keep Austin Eckler and keep that team together, yeah, they went through some injuries there at the wide receiver position and you know with Justin Herbert and all of that. But man, that team, you have to keep that Charger team together and if you can bring the right coach in there, whether, I mean, it just becomes that much tougher now, uh, not to mention if Mike Tomlin decides to go elsewhere or if he just wants to, you know, change the scenery, it's going to be on his own doing, you know, they're not going to fire him. You know, if you're the Chargers, boy, you got to be, you got to keep your, your ears and eyes to, you know, to to what's going on here because you have to jump on whether it's Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel now, maybe even the Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin. Boy, you better you better grab one of these guys if you're the Los Angeles Chargers because you can't screw this one up. If you're the Spanos family, you better grab one of these guys. I, I don't know. You might just get trigger happy and go get Vrabel now. Because you may not be in a position to wait 
on these other guys. You don't know what Harbaugh is going to do. He's saying, look, he just wants to enjoy the national championship for a while, spend it with his family. You can't blame him. You don't know what Mike Tomlin is going to do. Uh, you might want to go ahead and get Mike Vrabel now. Uh, no one's going to blame you if you do that. Um, so, but I'm sure you probably want to know more details as to why Tennessee. I, I don't know what, what is Tennessee going to do and who the hell they are going to get to replace Mike Vrabel. And what are they going to do with their quarterback situation? They got three quarterbacks there. They got Tannehill, they got Will Levis, and Malik Willis. Now, I don't know how much uh, uh, Mike Vrabel had to do with drafting these quarterbacks. I got to think if you're the head coach, and I I don't know who the GM is in Tennessee, but you got to have some say-so of bringing these guys in. I, I know he brought Tannehill in. But you got to explain to me how Will Levis and Malik Willis gets there and, you know, you're still not able to win. Okay, so uh, he finished with a 54-45 and record. He led the Titans to three playoff appearances, including an AFC Championship game birthed in in, in 2019. So, um, all right, so Tennessee, and then here's the state of Tennessee. The Titans, they – they're, they're set for a roster overhaul. So, I mean, Henry and veteran quarterback Ryan Tannehill are not expected to return. The Titans own the number seven selection in the upcoming draft, which is pretty interesting, and currently have $71 million in cap space. So that's, I mean, you know, not bad. So whoever is the coach uh, coming in there uh, in the GM, they got – something to work with there you know so let's see let's see we'll see what they're gonna do there you know when you got so the seventh pick there man you can get somebody to protect will levis and 71 million boy that's that you can go out and get you something so the, the future might look bright for the titans but man this still was a shocker and and Vrabel Vrabel's a good guy and and, and look Vrabel could also end up in new england remember that's where he came from so the Chargers, i tell you what man you better do something. You better move quick here. Uh, this guy is not going to be <laughs> just hanging around. If Bill Belichick, now that this uh, news comes that Mike Vrabel is fired, if you if you Bill Belichick, you I mean, would you just say, hey, I think stepping away now would be great, and Mike let Mike Vrabel take over. I mean, you're keeping it in house, so to speak. I think Patriots fans would love to have Mike Vrabel come in and take over for Bill Belichick. So, you know, I'm pushing them towards the Chargers. But, you know, look, uh, Mike Tomlin probably seems like a better fit for the Chargers if he was to go that route. Um, Anyway, I'm just sitting here trying to, you know, play matchmaker here. That's what we do. You know, in this business, we 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 try to make it happen. So, but this was a shocker. So anyway, let's see where Mike Vrabel is going to go. Don't think he's going to be out there long. A good coach, good guy. I like him. And um, shocked that Tennessee. And look, I'm not buying the the, the owner. She's the control. Uh, the, well, the controlling owner. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna read this statement again. All right. Uh, Man, this is crazy. This look. So this is just like when you're typical, like when you're being fired. Okay. So I appreciate Mike's contribution to the Tennessee Titans, both on and off the field. Anyone who's ever met him knows how passionate and genuine he is, and he's been a strong supporter of the Nashville community. And uh, but you know, she said she met with him. This is the owner, Amy Adams Strunk. Um, you know, she she. This is what she basically put out there. But she said that the team considered trading Vrabel, but ultimately decided to just move forward with firing him to speed up the process of his departure. So you're going to say all these nice things, and then you're going to say you just wanted him to get the hell up out of here. I mean, this is just typical, you know, BS. It's almost, okay, you said all these good things, but then why didn't you trade him? You know. You probably couldn't find anybody to trade with, right? Probably so. Anyway, 
that part right there, we probably shouldn't have known. Okay, but anyway, especially after you said these good things, and then you you make this stupid statement there. So, all right, um, we are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. All right, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys who finally put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor? Jerry Jones um, and the Dallas Cowboys, they are on the edge because, look, this is going to be – Dak Prescott's coming off a great year, 36 touchdowns. What, uh, man, nine interceptions. I mean, he's really had a record year. Cowboys uh, get 12 wins this year. Mike McCarthy is is doing really great. Uh, He's looking, uh, hopefully, to come back for a fifth season. But anyway, as you know, and I said at the beginning of the show, the Dallas Cowboys job, coaching job, head coaching job is one of the most interesting ones. There's no such thing as a contract. There's no such thing as a guarantee. You are there from game to game. There's Look, you're lucky to make it there for the year. You know, to even mention next year is unheard of. Everyone knows that. But Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winning coach. We know that. He did that with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um. Jerry Jones was on radio in Dallas where he, you know, he he's, he was on, well, Tuesday he was on uh, 105.3, the fan. And uh, so he was, you know, so he was asked about, uh, and and this was uh, Shannon R.J., R.J. Choppy, who who is a, a friend of the shows here, uh, about uh, Mike McCarthy's future and, and this, that, and the other. Look, so Jerry's going to, like, you know, uh, he's not going to just be straightforward and say, yeah, look, I guarantee he's going to be here next year and, and we're going to move forward. This is all about Jerry's like this. We're going to see how he's going to do in these playoffs. We, we, look, Dallas, this is, Dallas has been here before. They got to go deep in these playoffs. And when I say deep, they probably have to get to the NFC championship game. And they, they're in a good position here. And they're on a collision course. If they win all of their home games, and if the 49ers win all of their home games, then they, they're going to have to go to, to, to Levi Stadium and, and beat the 49ers. Now, in these playoffs, we have seen stranger things where someone could knock off them 49ers in a divisional round, and Dallas could just host an NFC championship game. And if that does happen, then, you know, the Cowboys could find themselves in the Super Bowl. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to, to get to the Super Bowl with the Buffalo Bills, and that was way back in August of last year. Because I just, you know, looking at the roster, looking at the defense, even though the defensive, you know, lost some key players. And, I mean, they got most of the key players, but they've weathered the storm. And, and you know, whether you like the Cowboys or not, you know, you just have to give them the credit. I mean, Dak Prescott has played pretty damn good. I mean, this team is loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. And let's just see how this is going to pan out. I mean, they're in a good position. Getting that number two seed was huge for Dallas. But this story is about Mike McCarthy and whether or not he's going to be back next year for for a fifth season. And I'm going to, you know, say he probably will, but he's going to have to get He's going to have to go deep to the playoffs. So he's going to have to go really deep and somehow and, and find a way to get this running game going with because Pollard hasn't really been, you know, the answer. But look, they but C.D. Lamb has been the answer. So just one reason why they had to throw the ball so much, because they have to make up for the, the lack of, a, of an effective running game. But I think. Having said all that, Mike McCarthy is still responsible for all of that. So he has been able to work magic you know and, and get get him and dan quinn there who um that should be the bigger story is, is with dan quinn uh will dallas be able to keep dan quinn because every year you know someone's looking for another coach and uh i don't know if dallas is going to be able to keep dan quinn this is back-to-back years where he's been successful with that defense but mike mccarthy look in order for the dallas cowboys to to uh to keep Mike McCarthy 
I'm going to say Mike McCarthy needs to get to the NFC Championship game now. And then it all depends on just how these games are played. I mean, man, you, you get there and close game, this, that, and the other, and comes down to the wire. You you know, you just can't have a knee-jerk reaction and say, oh, man, we lose this NFC Championship game, and I, I'm going to fire this guy. Because you get that close, and then you hit the reset button, bring in another coach. Man, that 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 sets you back. So we have to see how this thing is going to go. I I tend to think that there's a possibility that, yeah, the 49ers are the number one seed. They will host the uh, playoffs throughout. As long as they don't lose, the route to the Super Bowl from the NFC goes to, to through Levi Stadium, which means that if Dallas keeps winning and the 49ers keep winning, they're going to be on a collision course. Dallas would have to go to Levi Stadium where, look, everybody knows the history. And look, now, this is one of those situations where Mike McCarthy wouldn't keep his job because if you can't beat the 49ers, now, even if that's the NFC Championship game, you have to beat the 49ers. And, uh, man, now, that that's where it gets a little dicey. You get blown out by the 49ers in an NFC Championship game, Mike McCarthy's out of there. I, I You know, and that's so... This drama is going to be very interesting to watch, but they have to take care of business. This, uh, you know, uh, you know, playing the, the the Green Bay Packers here. That's who they that's who they got, uh, you know, coming up here. So they, they have to take care of the Packers on Sunday. That's that's first things first. OK, beat the Packers, which, you know, you got a seven seed. Coming into town, uh, taking on a two seed, which historically, man, Packers have have had great success with with the uh, with 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 uh, with Dallas. So I hope the Cowboys are not looking ahead here, man. This would be look. You lose to the Packers on Sunday. Mike McCarthy is fired. What? Okay, this game is four thirty Eastern on Sunday. Mike McCarthy would be fired by 7.30 Eastern that same day, (laughs) okay? Let's just say the obvious here. You lose the Green Bay Sunday, Mike McCarthy. You fired right then and there. I I think we all should be in agreement, all right? Whether you're a Cowboys fan or not, you, you and I both know Mike McCarthy would be fired if they lose, if Jordan Love, takes this Green Bay team and then beat Dallas on Sunday, Mike McCarthy is fired. This whole last 10 minutes that I've been talking about, Mike McCarthy, everything would just wouldn't matter. And it would just be horrible. Okay. But anyway, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. As Jim Moore says, playoffs, it's, it's, it's the playoffs. So, all right. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I think that's the way we're going to end this show. I uh, want to thank everybody for, for listening. And look, yesterday we had a great show with the back-to-back great shows here. Look, the finest content. What I like about sports is it doesn't take much to find content because it's always there. Who knew that two unbeaten NC2A college basketball teams would be uh, upset last night? And I would be able to come on this morning and talk about it. So that's why we do a show every day. And we'll be back tomorrow. I don't know what's going on tonight in sports, but I guarantee you we'll find out about it tomorrow. I'm sure there's NBA, college basketball we're going to be talking about. Who knows? Like I said, Mike Rabel gets fired after the show yesterday. So, look, that's why I have to be on it. We have to, you know, look. Try to do this every day. The Mean Gene Show. We gotta, we gotta do this. Okay, look, Super Bowl Fifty Eight is coming up in Las Vegas. Uh, I want to think we had people that came out to Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. We did a one year residency in Vegas, so that lasted from uh, mid twenty twenty two to mid twenty twenty three. So we come back from Las Vegas. And man, I needed some time off. Imagine I flew out there, my crew, we flew out there every other week. 
We did that for, oh man, almost a year. And the wear and tear. So, and uh, of course, we had the Sports Map radio show where we did the daily show there, a two hour show. So we've, you know, had some time off, but we, you know, trying to make that commitment for 2024 to get, you know, to get the Mean Gene show back on daily. Me and Dustin Pfeiffer do it. We do the Sports King show. We're going back out to Vegas this year. And um, so we're just trying to get you some more content out there. And, and, and But this Podbean streaming live platform is very popular. People like the content. People, we've gotten good feedback. So i um, going to try to uh, keep doing it here. Got to wake up in the morning, get, 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 have that coffee, man. Can't do it without the coffee. So anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, hopefully you will enjoy your rest of your day and your sports for the night. And we'll see you back uh, here Thursday morning here. Hope, hopefully you have enjoyed the Mean Gene Show. Right here streaming live on podbean.com. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.